the Lord, everybody. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I thank God I give God praise. Amen. That song is dropped in my spirit. And especially, you know, when I heard the piano and there's a couple, couple strings broken over there, I'm thinking, oh, God, you got another way. Amen. As long as trouble rise, I'll pace unto his throne. Amen. I'll haste unto his throne. Amen. Listen, I need, I need you to get your pens and papers out again this morning. I need you to go back and we're going to do a little bit more about intercessory prayer. Because even though the ladies have prayed already and even though they have talked to God and they have interceded on our behalf, it's time for us to understand a little bit more about intercessory prayer. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. I wanted to get out here earlier. No, I didn't want to interrupt them once they got started. But I want you to go with me to 2 Kings. 2 Kings. 2 Kings. Hallelujah. Joshua, Judges, Ruth, 1 Samuel, 2 Samuel, 1 Kings, 2 Kings, 1 Chronicles, 2 Chronicles. 2 Kings. 2 Kings. Talking about intercessory prayer. And mothers, as you pray in intercessory, here's one of the things that, that we need to get over to the people that we're praying for. That they be able to open their eyes. That they be able to see. Listen, as you stand on your feet and as we honor the word of God, as 2 Kings, the 6th chapter, the 6th chapter, the 6th chapter. 2 Kings, the 6th chapter, the 16th verse. So he answered, Do not fear those. Do not fear. For those who are with us are more than those who are with them. And Elisha prayed and said, Lord, I pray, open his eyes that he may see you may be seated in the name of Jesus listen as we continue to talk about intercessory prayer and as we talk about it, as we open up the worship service and and our intercessors have gone forth here's what the goal is and here's what they're trying to establish and here's what they're trying to do they're trying to open the eyes of those who cannot see they're trying to establish something so that because many times we are praying for folk, but until that individual sees what you see, until they get what you get, till they understand what you understand, until they experience what you experience, until they come into a relationship like you have a relationship with God, they cannot understand, reason, nor fathom the things that you're talking about because they have no relationship with God. Listen, listen, listen. Let, let me go back and get, get a couple of things here. When we look at this text, and when, I want to look at it in its context, when the Syrians had come against the people of God, and Elisha is the prophet, and he's, he's, he's up on the mountain, and, and, and the Syrian king had, 
has got some issues with Elisha. Listen, you need to understand that Syria has some issues with you. When you are the man of God, the woman of God, the Syrians are going to have some issues with you. The Bible says in about verse 8 of the 6th chapter, now the king of Syria was making war against Israel. There's something out there always making war against you. Whether it's an attack on your body, whether it's an attack on your mind, your spirit, it's an attack on your emotions, it's an attack on your finances, an attack on your children, it's an attack on your home, it's an attack in your community. There's all kinds of craziness going on in the world today and it seems like it's getting crazier by the minute. There's an attack, I tell somebody, there's an attack going on. If you ain't under attack right now, just wait a little while and you, I, I, you, if you're not coming out of one, you're going into one. And then making war against the people of God. And he consulted with his servants and saying, he says, my camp, my camp will, will be in such and such place. And so the king of Syria decided, I, I, I'm going to put my camp in a certain place. And I, I'm going to make sure that I, I catch the, the king of Israel. I'm, we're going to set a trap for him. And we're going to make sure that we get him all caught up. See, that's how the enemy does. The enemy lies in wait for you, trying to set a trap for you. He's just waiting for you to come along and so that he can snare you up and get you caught up and there's so many different ways that the enemy has set traps and so many different avenues that he's coming in he's coming on the television he's coming on the cell phone he's on the computer he's in every aspect of your life setting traps to get you caught up hallelujah anytime young people are taking their own lives because of what somebody said on the computer tell somebody there's a trap out there there Anytime, anytime there are things that are happening in your community and, and we think that this is now normal. And so the king of Syria, he says, I'm going to set a trap. I'm going to set, set my camp in a certain, certain place. And, 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 and as he, he sets this up, then the king of Israel sent someone to the place where the, where the man of God, the man of God told him that there was a trap being set. Therefore, at verse 11, he says, therefore, the heart of the king of Syria was greatly troubled. He was troubled by this thing because God had spoken to Elisha and told him, listen, king, don't go down there. Preachers, the, 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 the mothers, the, there's not a lot of folk going to get this. Because every time we come in here and we try to preach a word, we're trying to tell some folk, don't go down there. There are certain roads certain avenues that we need to stay off of there there are certain conditions that we need to come up out of there are certain things that we need to avoid there, there, there are certain people that you need to stop just talking to there are certain folk that are still trying to set traps in your life and so all we're trying to do in this house is tell a few people don't go down there God has given us a word and, and listen, listen, stop looking at the people and look at the word. Oh my God. People can fail you. People can fall. People, but, but, but God's word never fails. Watch what he does here. He says the king of Syria was greatly troubled about the thing then. He called his servants together. And he says, he says, will you not show me which of us is for the king of Israel? 
In other words, he got his people together and said, one of y'all lying up in here. One of y'all spying for the king of Israel. How is it that he finding out about my traps and, 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 and only y'all know about it? And so I want to know which one of y'all is out there telling what's going on. I, 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 and and, and you've got to love the response of what they come up with. And, and, and one of his servants said, 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 said none, oh Lord, king. But it wasn't none of us. It ain't us. But, but I do need to let you know that Elijah, Elijah, <coughs> he says, the prophet who is in Israel tells the king of Israel the words that you speak even in your bedroom. Elisha wasn't there, but when God, he said, there's nothing you can hide from God. There's nothing you can keep from God. And so God tells Elisha, and Elisha told the king of Israel, don't go in this place. So king, when the enemy is trying to set you up, don't you know God got an automatic warning system? Don't you know that God will not let you fall into a trap? Don't you know that God is your protector? Don't you know that God is your keeper? Don't you know God will make a way for you out of nowhere? Don't you know with every trap that God will make a way of escape? Has, do I have some escapees up in here? Do I have some breakout folk in here? Anybody, anybody just, just broke loose in there. Is there anybody that's just gotten loose because they, they thought they had you bound? They thought they had you broken. They thought they had you beaten. They thought they had you caught. They thought that you had you trapped, but you somehow got out of that trap. Do I have some escapees up in here? Yes. He said, he says, he says, Elisha is telling everything that you're trying to do to him. He says, all right. All right, I got something for him. You need to understand that when you're on the Lord's side, there are folk that, that, that there's a warrant out for you. There's a target on your back. You need to understand when you start talking to God, God starts to reveal some stuff to you. You need to understand that the devil ain't going to like you knowing about his plan. That's right. That's right. He says, okay. He says, go, go. He says, here's what I need y'all to do. Go see where he is. Go find out where Elisha is that I might send and get him. I'm going to get him. I'm, I'm going to, I'm, I'm just going to hurt me some. You know he was all balled up in himself. And therefore, he sent the Bible says that he sent out his horses and his chariot. He says, and a great army. Now, note a great army. Come on, you, you need not get uh, upset when when there's five, ten, fifteen folk coming at you. He said he sent a great army there and came and they came by night. Folk will slip up on you in the darkness. Yes, they will. Yes, they will. They will plan and they will connive and they will try to get you all caught up. And watch what he says. He said, a great army. They came by night and surrounded the city. And when the servant of the man, the man of God arose early and went out there, the servant, he went out there. He says, and there was an army surrounding the city with horses and chariots. Have you ever felt like you've been surrounded? Stuff coming at you from every side. 
you, you come out of one sickness and, and then all of a sudden your knees go bad. You know, and if it ain't your knees, then it's, you got back problems. If it's not back problems, you got headaches. If you're not, oh my God. And, and, and if it's not physical, it's spiritual. There's some stuff going on in our lives that we seem to cannot shake off, but it's always something. It's one thing after another. And, and I got to tell a few folks, because I'm living in my mother's curse. Yes, yes, yes. And mama said, just keep on living. One of these old days, you won't run like you used to run. One of these old days, you, you, you won't jump as high as you used to jump. No, no, one of these old days, I, 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 I said it was a curse, but it was just pure prophecy. Saying that stuff going to slow down after a while. If you stay here long enough, there's going to be some changes in your life. And the more you try to get with God, it seems like the enemy just tries to pile on one thing after another, after another, after another. The servant of the man of God got up early and he went outside and he looked and he beheld an army surrounding the city, horses and chariots. And his servant came back into him and said, Alas, master, what shall we do? What are we going to do? And so he answered, he says, you got to love Elisha here. He says, do not fear or fear not. For those who are with us, those who are with us, are more than they that are with them. Wait a minute, wait a minute. What is he trying to tell him? What is he trying to get over to him? He's trying to get him to understand something. Wait a minute. You need to go. You, you've been with me all of this time. Don't you know who I am yet? You've been with me. And you've been serving me. You've been taking care of me. And you've been watching over me. In other words, you've been in my presence. Now, let's make this a little bit more real <coughs> and bring it into today for all of us. Because if you've been coming to church and if you've been in the pew, if you've been sitting under the tutelage of Elijah's, and there are many Elijah's that we have seated across here. And if you've been here, if you've been watching some things and hearing some things and perceiving some things and knowing that God still makes the way. If you've borne witness that every now and then you ought to witness the fact that somebody gets healed. You ought to witness the fact that somebody gets blessed. You ought to witness the fact that somebody is being raised up. You ought to witness the fact and understand that as these prophets are speaking to you, you ought to know that there's power in Almighty God. In other words, we didn't come out here for a talk We didn't come out here for a motivational speaker. We didn't come here to just sit for a lecture. We didn't come in here just to be about, about hearing some stories that were told a long time ago. No, we came to sit under a tutelage that said, listen, there's power in the name of Jesus. There's power in the name of God. There's power and there's an anointing in this place. Yeah. Yeah. 
There's got to be at least two people in here that says, I know God makes a way because he brought me from a mighty long way. I know God will make my enemies my footstool. I know God to be a healer because he healed my body. I know God to be a mind regulator because when I was confused, he lifted me back up. His servant, preacher, his servant went out there and like people leave out of the church every Sunday and go back and they see the same thing that they were looking at when they came in. They see the enemy all around them. They see their horses. They see their chariots. Let me break that down for a moment. Horses and chariots. First of all, horses mean swift. Horses mean power. Means that stuff is going to come on you all of a sudden. Chariots mean authority. Chariots mean they have strength. Chariot means they got power that they're going to run over you with. But wait a minute. You can't be in here and go back out there and let the enemy say I'm going to run over you you got to tell the enemy there will be no more running over there will be no more trotting down I don't care how fast you come at me I want you to know you may come at me one way but you going to leave me seven different ways you need to understand I've been with God you need to understand I've been blessed you need to understand I've been renewed you need to understand that I've got power so Elijah Elijah says I need to intercede on behalf of this servant we got a bunch of servants out there blind as bats they just can't see we got a lot of folks who proclaim to be servants but they can't see they don't understand nor really have a comprehension about what's happening and what's going on and watch what he does so he answered and the first thing he says fear not don't be stopped. Hold on. You know, sometimes, Deacon, you got to calm folk down before you can actually give them the blessing. There's some folk who are, who are shaking and jumping and hollering and carrying on, and you trying to speak a blessing on them, and they can't get let, let me Let me talk to somebody else. See, because there's some folk you trying to speak a blessing on, you trying to help them out, but they're not trying to hear you because they still caught up in the mess that they're caught up in. You're, and all they can see is what they're doing and what they're involved in, but they can't see 
or hear what you're trying to tell. So sometimes you just got to back up and say, listen, fear not. Calm yourself down. You all excited. You running here and there. You smoking this and that. You drinking all you can drink. You just acting out the best way you think you know how. Just calm down. The reason you acting out is because you afraid. The reason that you trying to turn to everything else because you are afraid of what might happen. You afraid that you might be exposed. You afraid that you might be going through. You afraid that you might be brought down. You afraid that the reason you acted up because you afraid. He says, look here. Fear not. The stuff that's trying to take a hold of you, that's trying to bring you down, don't be afraid. Because you need to take another look. And he said, Lord, I pray. I pray, Lord, that you open his eyes. I'm sitting up here in this cave. I'm, I, 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 I'm, I'm just chilling. But the people around me are all stressed out. He says, I pray, open his eyes that he may see. I, I just want him to take a glimpse. And really embrace what it is that I'm all about. Not only that, moreover that he embraces what you've been about all of our lives. He says, open his eyes that he may see. Then the Lord opened the eyes of the young man. And he saw. See, if you pray the right prayer, if you intercede, right, if, you, if you're going to intercede on their behalf and you're trying to get somebody to understand what, 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 what God is really all about, maybe you need to change up on the prayer and pray the right prayer. Lord, open their eyes. Oh, hallelujah. <coughs> I really don't want to preach that one too long because I, I know I'm going to lose about half of you. Because if I start saying, Lord, open their eyes and let them know if they don't change their ways, they're on their way to a burning hell. Uh, Lord, open their eyes and let them understand it's not time to get right, but you've got to be right. Lord, open their eyes and let every man, woman, and child know that there's a price that's going to have to be paid if you don't accept the Lord Jesus Christ and walk in his way. Oh, it's not about putting your name on the roll, but you're going to have to change how you treat one another. You're going to have to change how you talk to one another. You're going to have to change how you... (laughs) 
You have to change how you oppress people. Oppress the ones around you and oppress your loved ones. And trying to put them under your control. You ain't got no control. You need to understand that the people in your life, you need to understand that God orchestrated and ordained some folk to be in your life to try to give you a clue. You need to understand that yeah, God is trying to prove you. God is trying, oh hallelujah. Tell somebody, I'm in a test. I'm in a test. I'm being tested. Hallelujah. Look, he says, look, he prayed and it opened his eyes that he may see. The young man opened up his eyes. God opened his eyes and behold, the mountain was full. Hallelujah. The mountain was full with horses and chariots of fire. Wait a minute. The first time he went out, he saw horses and chariots. The second time he goes out, he sees horses and chariots of fire. All over the mountain. In other words, the chariots of Syria had come, but up on high, taking the high ground, were chariots of fire. In other words, God says, listen, I've got an army that's greater than he'll ever have. I, I've got power, more power than he'll ever know. I've got fire, and if you think the natural horses was fast, how fast is fire when fire gets to burning? Oh, ask some folk in California. Got a call from a lady not too long ago that was in California. The fire came, didn't have time to get anything out. They had to drive through the flames. She had to keep going to finally they made their way out. But by the time they looked back, the fire had already overtaken them again. Oh, God's got some fiery chariots. He's got some things that are not of this world, but God can use the things that are of a heavenly realm to fight your battles, that he can come in and intercede on your behalf. Yes, God can, and yes, God will. God has never failed. God has been there from the beginning to the end. All you had to do is just go and take another look. Take another look. I know you got bills. Hallelujah. I told you last week, take those bills and spread them out. Put them on your home altar and say, God, read this. God, listen to this. God, read this contract. God, go over my things. God, and let God have it. Won't he do it? God looked it over. I told you last week, write that stuff down. The things that's bothering you. The things that are plaguing you. The things that are preventing you. The things that are holding you. The things that are binding you. And spread it on your altar. 
and say, God, here it is. I need you to read this. Read this letter and deal with my issues. Now I'm telling you, in part two of this, here's what you gotta do. It say, God, open up my eyes so that I can see your awesome power. Open up my eyes so that I can see your glory. I'm tired of looking at my circumstance. I'm tired of looking at my situation. I'm tired of looking at my problems. Lord, open up my eyes so that I might see the power of God. Open up my eyes so I can get over the things that I'm stumbling through. Open up my eyes so I can feel the presence of Almighty God. Open my eyes. God opened up the eyes of the young man. Elijah decided to go down and talk to the Assyrians or the Syrians. And when he went down and talked to them, they wanted to know, are you Elijah? And he said, no. But he prayed. He said, he's not. He prayed and he said, strike them with blindness. The entire Syrian army became blind. Now, here's something you ought to catch. They were still looking for Elijah in their blindness. And, and, and they asked Elisha, they said, do you know where he is? He, said, he says, well, yeah, he, let me take you to him. And so Elisha led them, the entire army. Hallelujah. He led them to Samaria. Blind as they could be. It shows you the relentlessness and tenacity of evil, how it wants to take over. Even blind, it still looks for you. They didn't want to go back home empty-handed. They, they were on a mission. But Elisha said, come on, I'll show you where he is. And Elisha takes the entire Syrian army. And he takes them to Samaria and puts them in the middle of Samaria. And all of Samaria, all of the Israelites surround them. And then he prays again and says, Lord, what y'all think he said? Open their eyes. Their eyes were open. Those who thought they would come and destroy you now found themselves surrounded. Now found themselves caught up. And they were begging and saying, oh, are you going to kill us? And he said, and surprisingly enough, I know how some of y'all would do. But surprisingly enough, he, he says, no, feel let them eat him. 
set a feast. Eat as much as you want. I'm going to let you eat and send you back to your king. doesn't always mean you have to kill somebody. But when you kill their spirit, they know not to mess with you no more. Hallelujah. I had, I, I had a pastor tell me once, Pastor Tisdale told me, told me once, he, he said, Charles, stop killing dragons. He says, he told me, he said, he said, yeah, yeah. early in, in my pastoral career at, at family, he says, listen, listen, stop trying to kill dragons. I know you got some dragons over there. He said, I got some right here, but, but, but here's what I want you to do. Stop killing dragons because dragons have a certain anatomy about them. When one dragon dies, another one takes its place. Oh, hallelujah. There's some folk who don't understand because you killed, you know it was a dragon. In fact, half the folk with you know it was a dragon. But because you killed it, somebody will not understand and feel like they got to take that dragon's place. Here's what you need to do. Stop killing dragons and learn how to tame the dragon. Make the dragon walk the way you walk. Make the dragon fly when you say fly. Make the dragon lay down when you say lay down. Make the dragon, oh hallelujah, you don't understand here. See, because if you kill the dragon spirit, you don't have to worry about the dragon raising back up no more. I know, which one, y'all got dogs up in here? Yeah, 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 yeah. some of y'all got some crazy dogs. Y'all got some pit bulls and now all kind of craziness and stuff, huh? but you know that if you let the temperament of that animal get out of control where he thinks that you are no longer in control, and so what do you have to do? You got to break that spirit to make them understand, no, I'm the master. You follow me. When I say heal, you heal. When I say sit, you sit. Oh, it's he fed them and sent them back home. They went back, told the king, they said, we ain't going back there no more. The power of prayer. The power of intercession. The power, the ability to be able to open up the eyes of Sometimes you need to pray for your mate. You, sometimes you need to pray for your children. That they open up their eyes and understand what you've been trying to say. Maybe you can't articulate it. Maybe the language that you're speaking, they just don't get. And so it's time for you to stop talking and start talking to God. And say, God, open their eyes. Listen, y'all remember Elijah and Elisha when they were together? When they were together in his last days of Elijah, Elisha came along and said, listen, I want a double portion. 
of your spirit. He said, what do I, he said, I done told you to go home three times. I done told you to leave me alone three, three times. Elijah said, look, Elijah, go home, stay here. Don't, don't fool with me. He says, no, as the Lord lives, I will not leave thee, no, I will forsake thee. And he kept going with him till finally he got to a place where God had appointed Elijah to be. And he says, what do you want? Why? He says, I want a double portion of your spirit. Elijah says to him, if you see me, then it shall be unto you. And in that little verse, he said so much, if you see me, then it's going to be done to you. In other words, Elisha, do you see me when I'm in prayer? Do you see me when I'm hurting? Do you see me when they're talking about me? Do you see me when I'm trying to yet hold on and nobody else is listening? Do you see me when I've been rejected, when I've been wounded, when I've been hurt, when I've been cast out? Do you see me in the word of God when I've got to keep on going? Do you see me in my transgression when I fell from grace of God, when I ran from Jezebel? Do you see me as God brought me through when I was hiding in the cave and when I was by the river, God came and fed me, but yet God had grace upon me. Do you see me when I'm going through, when nobody else is willing to stand with you, when nobody else will pray with you, nobody will pray for you? Do you see me? If you see me, if you can understand my heart, if you can understand my pain, if you understand my relationship, if you understand who I am and where I come from, then it shall be unto you. In other words, he told me, Elisha, open your eyes. If you really want this, you really want an anointing. You really want grace. You really want power. You really want the hand of God to lay upon you. If you really want, then understand that there are some things you're going to have to go through. See me. Father, in the name of Jesus, as I intercede on behalf of the people of God in this house, and Father, we ask that you continue to bless them. Lord, Open their eyes. Let a fresh anointing fall. Open their eyes. In the precious name of Jesus. We give you the honor and glory. Open their eyes. As we pray for those around us. Lord, I, my prayer is that their eyes be open. Let them understand and know you are God and I live to serve you to honor you to bless you in the name of Jesus amen amen